have you been wondering how an outdoor enthusiast with a top-rated TV show became the host of the number one RV show in the country? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to own your own campground? Well, in today's show, I turn the tables and I interview my friend, Alan Warren, from the RV Show USA. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. The Girl Camper Podcast is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 13 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing support and sponsorship for Girl Camper is Campco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And GoRVing.com, home base for everything you need to get started RVing. And of course, our friends at Liberty Outdoors, makers of the Max and Mini RVs. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is episode 213 of Girl Camper, the podcast. On today's show, I am interviewing Alan Warren, host of the number one RV show in the country. Alan's show, The RV Show USA, streams live every Wednesday night on YouTube and Facebook, and then airs across the country as a radio show on Saturday mornings. Alan's journey from host of an outdoor fishing and hunting series to the RV wingman is fascinating and full of stories you're going to love. Stay tuned. Before we head into today's show, I have a few announcements from our friends at Go RVing and Campco. Go RVing wants you to know that camping season is here and welcome to it. It's the time of year for rock skipping and day hiking and stargazing, campfires and cookouts. This summer, Go RVing wants you to make the most of your getaways with the comfort and convenience of an RV. Whether you're looking to explore new destinations, increase your comfort level, escape the city with ease, or simply set up and stay a while, there's an RV that's perfect for your unique travel goals. Check out the latest and greatest models at GoRVing.com. The open road is calling. Go RVing. There's a fun new product from our friends at Campco. All of us who enjoy that Rhino tote tank are going to be happy to know that they have created a steerable wheel kit for the 28 and 36 inch Rhino tote tank. This kit includes two steerable 
six inch, no flat front wheels with bearings, which provide easier maneuverability, help distribute the weight evenly, and no longer require you to lift it in order to tow it. A sturdy 24 inch tow bar allows you to easily roll your tow tank as you would a wagon or a cart. The tow bar handle allows you to connect your tote tank to a ball hitch on a truck for easier transportation. The kit is easy to install and there's even a YouTube video that'll show you how to do it. It's $67 on Amazon and worth every penny. Thank you, Camco, for making things that make our life in the outdoors even better. Welcome back, friends. I am thrilled to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Alan Warren from the RV Show USA. Alan's weekly show is the number one RV show in the country. He's a broadcaster, he's a campground owner, he's a diehard outdoor enthusiast. He's also one of the most encouraging people you will ever meet. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you, girl camper Janine. I just love that intro. Thank you very much. Well... You know what? It really doesn't sing your praises enough. You are a person who has just a really long history in broadcasting in the outdoors. You had a very successful television show for many, many years down there where you live in Texas. But that show was broadcast on cable all over the place. So let's tell everybody, Alan, where did you get started and just give me the Reader's Digest version of how you went from one of the top outdoor enthusiasts and, and marketers of the outdoor industry, hunting, fishing, gaming, all of those things, to the number one RV show in the USA. Well, I, uh, I jokingly say that I got fired from just about every job, so I had to get better at something. So, uh, But when I was in my uh, probably 36 years ago, uh, I had a dream, but go, going back even further than that, when I was a child, my fondest memories growing up were always camping with my dad and, and my mom and, and uh, simple things. We didn't have a whole lot of money. We weren't poor, but we didn't go anyplace fancy. We just spent time doing family things, and those were my fondest memories. As I grew up, I was pretty good at most things, but I, I didn't have any passion for for anything for very long, except that feeling of being in the outdoors and being with people that had similar interests. I just, I just loved everything about it. So when I was in my 20s, I started a TV show called Fishing Texas, and I thought that all it took was being able to catch fish, and I knew how to do that. But I learned very uh, early on that that was just a little tiny part of the TV business, and I had to learn how to write and produce and edit and syndicate and speak and come up with stories and, and, and just do all the things that it took to survive in the television business. And so I built a, a program called Fishing Texas, which was syndicated on broadcast stations around, obviously, the state of Texas. Cable was uh, sort of in its infancy. We went on the cable. Uh, the show became a national program. I sold Fishing Texas. I started Alan Warren Outdoors. Uh, then I started uh, the Lone Star Sportsman, and then uh, Chevrolet picked me up, and I became, quote-unquote, the Chevy Sportsman in the late 90s. Um, and I had a wonderful time. It was a, it was a fabulous career. Uh, I traveled all over the world. I met excellent I mean, people that were my heroes, and I became friends with them. However, as I was – my career was taken off, and I was doing really well, I was um, – I don't know how I say it. I, I was feeling like corporate America was taking control of me, mm -hmm. and they were 
they were interested in paying me to be a promoter of their products rather than a promoter of the greatness of being outdoors and connecting with nature. So I began getting burned out. Um, because of the TV show business, I was able to purchase a ranch, and uh, I love that. I just love getting my you know, dirt under my fingernails. Uh, but when you combine uh, corporate America seeming to push in the outdoor industry, just push products, I felt like I was like a NASCAR fire with patches all over me, and that wasn't what I got in the outdoors all about. And then at the same time, my hunting ranch became – and I know this sounds ugly, and I don't want it to come across that way, Janine, but it was like uh, the egos. People would come, and I want to shoot something this big, and, well, I'm going to get one bigger than yours. And the camaraderie that I felt as a child and as a person growing up that loved being around those kind of people was changing. Mm. And I, I found my comfort zone, I guess, if you will, when I sold my ranch and I retired from the TV business. And during the sales process, a friend of mine said, what are we going to do? You know, I only got to do something. I said, he goes, why don't you buy a campground? And that's when he brought to me Big Big Chief here in Central Texas, where I am right now. And um, he says, you're always talking about camping and RVing. And so my wife and I bought the place six years ago. And I'm back to where I was when I was a boy. I'm in love. I'm in love with nature and people, people having simple fun and sitting around a campfire. And they're not trying to. I mean, if it, if it rains, they're happy. If it doesn't rain, they're happy. Uh, kids are having fun doing simple things, and it's just the way that it's a dream come true for me to me. Sorry, that's a long answer to a short question. No, but. no, I actually, Alan, that comes across in everything you do, and you took that then, and you're still in broadcasting now. And the RV Show USA, it's just a staple among RVers, and you're always bringing us the latest in in campgrounds, which is your love, and but RV sales and maintenance and manufacturing. When you started the RV Show USA and broadcasting to the RV world, did you have some big grand goal for that show? Nothing specific. I just knew that, that there was nobody in the space. What happened was a friend of mine who has a very large uh, nationally syndicated automotive show, uh, he and I were having uh, coffee one morning. He said, you know how many people do a show like mine? No idea. And he says, a lot. You know how many people do an RV show? I said, no idea. He said, none. He says, you know how, you know how to do everything. You can write, produce, syndicate, host. You're, you're stupid enough to try anything. Why don't you just go into the uh, radio business again? So I said, okay. And so uh, that was a little over three years ago, I guess four years ago, when we started talking about it. And I was in the, still in the honeymoon phase of, of owning the campground. And so uh, I was, camping was happy and everything was great, but um, I wanted to promote that, the fellowship, the fun, the, the memories that can be made on a radio program. Um, and, and, you know, that's what I've been able to do. I actually, I sort of, I'm also kind of a consumer advocate. I think it goes back to me watching too many Westerns as a boy. And, um, if I see some, something that I think is, uh, something, somebody that's being taken advantage of, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be diplomatic and, and call them out on it. Uh, if, but I, at the same time, I think our viewers have a responsibility to know what their part of, um, maintenance is so to speak so you know i've i've kind of changed a little bit as the, as the radio shows has mm-hmm. developed but it's it's in a really good place and, and I've, I've met wonderful people like you oh well i've met wonderful people like you and 
when I first became aware of your radio show, it was like that guy who's always, you know, grinding his gears about the RV industry or the manufacturers or RV dealerships. And you have a bit of a reputation for holding people's feet to the fire when it comes to making good on products. So I think in many ways that can be good. But have you have you come across a negative thing with that in the industry? I have. And, and it's uh, in general, nobody wants to hear anything negative. But I, I, in anything, I don't care if it's the RV industry or the campground industry or whatever, but I want to believe that unless someone, unless you hear something negative, you're not hearing the whole story. And that's just me. And so I want to know what I'm doing wrong. I want to know how we can improve. And I see um, not all, but some manufacturers take tremendous shortcuts in this industry. And and I understand, I believe I understand the bottom line, uh, the, the need for corporate profits, uh, and how the automotive industry is not the RV industry. And I believe that that, uh, that needs to be communicated better to the public. We try to do that on the show. Mm-hmm. But I do try to hold manufacturers' feet to the fire. But at the same time, Janine, I try to hold the RVers' feet to the fire, not in an ugly way, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that's a responsible way. It's like a hobby. If you're going to take up a hobby of, of uh, gardening or riding motorcycles or whatever it is, if, if you don't clean your tools, if you don't clean your motorcycle, if you don't take care of it, it's not going to last very long. Right. Not, not as long as it should, as you want it to. But if it's a true hobby, you don't have to become a certified mechanic, but you do need to know how to do a few basic things. And that's one of the things that's so great about what you do with Girl Camper is because you take people that don't know anything. And that's where we all started, all of us. And you step-by-step step walk them through in a way that's not intimidating, very uh, – you can learn at your own pace with thousands of other women out there that are all in your group. I just – I love what you do. I don't know how I pivoted over that subject. But, well, but, it's, uh, it's similar to what you do because I, I look at the RV show USA and it's like Girl Camper in that we want to educate, we want to inform, and we want to inspire – and uh, you must have gotten the attention of the RV manufacturers because Forest River was brave enough to come on and talk about their business, talk about their products. Tell us about what they're doing on your show each week. Well, I'll tell you, the, the uh, for about a year and a half on the program, I would, not every week, but I would hammer on some instances and some manufacturers and some dealers and and uh, I got a reputation of being kind of hard ass. I mean, it's just and uh, and I, I can understand because nobody else was calling anybody else out on anything. And so um, I made this challenge on the show that if there's any manufacturer that, that I don't want to fight with anybody, just I just like to open up a dialogue, a line of communication where the industry will listen to us and we can listen to the industry to build that bridge. And uh, the Rockwood Flagstaff Division, which is just one of many of the divisions of Forrester, mm-hmm. they said, you know what? I jokingly said, they said, we ain't afraid. <laughs> they weren't afraid. They said, you know, we'll talk. We, we want people to know. And we're not perfect, but we build a pretty, we think we build a pretty good product. We're not going to be an advertiser, quote unquote advertiser, quote unquote sponsor, but we are going to help with an educational initiative to try to, try to, open that two-way line of communication. I, I'm really proud of what they have, that they stepped up to do that. And, and uh, 
they were brave enough to, that I think it's turned out to be a really cool thing for, not just for uh, Rockwood and Flagstaff and for the show, but for the consumers who listen. I think so, too. But let's now talk about the consumer end, because you and I are on the same page uh, when it comes to this. As an RVer myself, I have a responsibility to be out there on the road towing as safely as I can possibly do that. And so I, it's my job to make sure that that's hitched up correctly, that my truck, my tow vehicle, my RV is in good shape. I don't have broken chains. Everything is working the way it should be. I have to maintain and repair that, not just for my own safety, but for the safety of everybody else out there on the highway. And, and you really do bring that up a lot in your show, that the consumer itself and the owner of those RVs has to take responsibility for maintaining and caring for those products. You're exactly right, and, and it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's, if you've never owned an RV before, the closest thing for most people to equate it to, that's what we do. It's natural to go, okay, what is it kind of like? Well, it's, it's got wheels. Okay, so it's my car. It's, it has a dealer, so it's my car. Uh, well, I guess if it breaks down, it's going to be kind of like my car, and I get it, take it in the next day or the following day and get, get my RV back. And you don't know any better. You, you know, it's, 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 we all start at the same place. We don't know what we don't know. But th- that's not a very good place to start being an RVer. It, the best place to start, in my view, being an RVer is to go, I know I don't know very much. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when to you, be when humble you, about it. You're, you're, you're open. At that point, you're open to people that have suggestions. And now you, you may process it and go, that person's an idiot. <laughs> or I don't believe that. Or, wow, I didn't know it. But when you, when you go and you go, well, I'll figure it out when I go along. You know, things happen. Well, guess what? You will. <laughs> it will. And you, you have will. so many industry experts on your show. You really have guests on your show that really across the board. And one of the things I always suggest to people, and I don't think of myself as an expert. If I have an expertise, it's in pointing to the experts. My expertise is finding the expert who can help you, pointing out things like the RV Show USA. I relied so heavily on Mark Polk from RV Education 101. Mark is, this is what Mark does. He creates fantastic, really readable content that helps people get out there and safely enjoy the RV world. There are other resources out there. There's the RV Training Academy down there in Athens, Texas. So that stuff is out there, and you are very good at bringing those experts to your audience's attention. Well, I, you know what? I hope Mark Polk listens to this podcast because I'd love to give him a sort of a, a resource. Because he, I watch his videos, and and not only is he a smart guy, but he he talks in a way that we can all understand. It's not over everybody's head, and I, I just think that he's a you know he's one of like you said. Uh, you've got a lot of people that are, are your experts, if you will, that you go to, and I'm the same way. I, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know very much, but I do know how to ask questions. And then that's what I've learned from broadcasting is learn how to ask questions, learn how to find the right people and try to connect those people with the listeners that are buying the products. Well, I always joke with Mark Polk and I tell him Mark's superpower is that he has a way of taking really complicated subjects and breaking it down 
for the beginner. So you don't teach quantum physics in Algebra 101. And Mark really has a way of taking that material for the beginner and breaking it down. I was telling him this once, and it, he told me the reason he acquired that skill is because when he was in the Army, he ran the motor pool. And he had to teach all the privates how to be mechanics. So he had mm. all this incredible knowledge. He could take an engine apart and put it back together. But he was working with brand new people who didn't know, is this a wrench or is this a screwdriver? So Mark had to learn how, okay, how am I going to break this down for the absolute newbie? And and that's why, you know, I, he's just one of my favorite go-to people whenever I have a question. One of the uh, one of the challenges I see that it's it's good and it's bad. Social media is great because it's free and it's everywhere and everybody's on it. But it's it's not so great because it's free and it's everywhere and everywhere's on it. Everybody's on it, and it's, it can give you so many mixed messages. There's so much misinformation, and I think that it's important as an RVer, especially someone that's starting out to choose your resources wisely. Pick the people, and, and you can listen to all of it, but really pay attention to just a handful of people. And, but you've got to listen to a lot to find that handful because there's, a, as I said, there's many, many mixed messages, and they're not all saying the same thing. And right, there's, so, there's just so much out there. You know, you touched on this before, and I think it's so interesting. After all your years in the sportsman's world, you sold the ranch, but you bought the farm, so to speak, because <laughs> you bought the campground in Burnett, Texas. And I want to know how it feels to be the big chief over at Big Chief RV Resort, because yeah. I love that campground. It is on a gorgeous lake, and it's so inviting. It's got to be like a huge change for you. It, it is a huge change. I feel like a like a facilitator. I guess as I'm, as we are speaking, I'm, I'm in a little tiny cabin uh, next to my cabin, right on the water. I'm looking out on Sunset Point, and there's a little maybe a three year old little tow headed boy out here uh, just running around and just having fun with his mama. And somebody's out here fishing, and there's boats going around and. It's. I feel like a facilitator. I'm providing this place and watching all these families make memories. They don't have a clue who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm some of them do, but but they're here for the place. I, I, let me tell you. I think it's a kind of a neat story. So last uh, last year, this family came and uh, had a little boy. I guess he was probably four or five years old. And when they left. Uh, he was crying. Oh man, he was crying. And, and I went over and said. So the parents, what's wrong? They were making him put this rock down. He found this kind of a cool-looking rock and making him put it down. I said, he can take it. We have plenty of rocks. They said, are you sure? I said, take it. Well, they came back this year. They're in this pandemic time period, that little boy. Aww. The little boy brought his rock with him. It's, it, Janine, to me, that is so unbelievably powerful, so significant. That's something that, that how many Hundreds of people walked right by that rock, never saw it. It's just a rock. But to that little boy, it meant something. And the parents said, you know, uh, we were going to make him leave it here. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, he can take more rocks if he wants them. But, but it's that kind of thing. We don't know what's going to touch people's heart. But when you're outdoors, when you're camping, when you're RVing, when you're traveling with your family, 
you have that opportunity for for things that you may not even think about until they pop right in front of you, and then they become meaningful to you, and they make a, a powerful memory that can draw you back into RVing. And, uh, and I, I think, just think I think that ahead. is what I think that's what we love about camping. You know, I, I really don't think of any other way in which we create those memories. I think it is an outdoor thing. And as you were telling that story, I was thinking of that little boy maybe having that rock on his nightstand. You know, and picking mm-hmm. it up and remembering his days there at the lake. And and that is what is so powerful about um, camping and the memories we build when we're c- committed to disconnecting and being outdoors. I went to, a, you know, I'm kind of a garbage collector. I drive in front of the golf cart and I'll pick up that, any, any little thing and I'll pick it up and uh, Lisa and I were driving around last weekend and I saw a little blue, like a sky blue piece of trash sitting over in the grass and went over to pick it up and it said uh, it was a painted rock it wasn't trash at all it was a painted rock and on it it looked like an easter egg about the size of an easter egg it said you matter i don't know who put it there i don't know who it was for but it was for me in that moment it made me feel good it's like and put it someplace else. But I believe that there is something special about people who camp and RV and, and enjoy family time together, that it, it goes beyond politics, beyond division. We've, I've never seen a political argument at Big Chief or any other campground. People get along no matter if you're a mm-hmm. Democrat or a Republican or whatever. You just you tend to get along, and it goes back to the old days. Maybe you know I grew up in the 60s, and... When, when life was simpler, and I think that this is one of the last bastions of simplicity that we've got nowadays. And people are, people are yearning for it. Yeah, and it, at the campground feels like that old-fashioned neighborhood where you take a walk at night after dinner and you wave and you see people on their porch and you say hello. It does. I pulled in, you know, last week and some fellows were in a cabin next to me and it was just a bunch of guys who were going to go out fishing and they were cooking outside. You got to come over here and have a hamburger with us. We got plenty of food, and uh, you know, it's it just the most kind, um, outgoing people, and they're very helpful. And and that's something I try to encourage people on the show. Is if they do have an intimidation factor, and we all, as I said, we all had it. Sometimes we still have it. But when you go to a campground, you don't know how to set something up. It won't take long. More than likely, till a neighbor comes by, they see, they know what a struggle looks like. Hey, let me help you with that. Right, and, that's and so great. I just, I just love everything about it. There's almost nothing. Maybe there's, there's two or three percent of, of the people that you just can't make happy no matter what, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's okay too. But for the most part, I'm telling you, they're some of the greatest human beings I've ever met. You know what's interesting to me? So you've been an RVer your whole life, but you went from being a campground user, a consumer, to being an owner. So now that you've worn both of those hats, is there something that you wish campground users knew is a struggle for campground owners? That something that we as consumers using that campground are doing or could be doing to make the experience better? Uh, yes, there is. And, and this, this is, this sounds, uh, it's going to come across as, as me being a hard ass and, but you asked as an owner, uh, I think as, as 
kind and wonderful and helpful as RVers can be, I would hope that they could be more thoughtful of the owner and their staff at a campground. I see too many, not lots, and by no means the majority, but too many people that are completely oblivious to signs and respect and, and manners and etiquette, whether they build a campfire too close to the next RV or they let their dog run off or they're, they're you know, playing music late at night real loud or they're just, uh, they're using foul language. And uh, I hate to be, a, you know, yeah. that man, but I, I'm him and I'll be the guy that goes, hey, it's time to pack it up and you know, those are always the people that seem to go on the internet and give you a bad review for some reason. I wonder why. So many campground owners say that, and I think it's so unfair, and I've said this on the show several times. Whenever I'm reading a review, whenever you see a lot of four- and five-star reviews, and then you see a couple of one- and twos, and you go down and read those, you can almost see in the tone of the people that they weren't going to be happy no matter what. And so I always look at those and I go, okay, this was not a bad experience. This is a person who's just miserable. And so you've got to always weigh that when you're reading campground reviews. Well, it, that's true. And at the same time, we drop the ball from time to time. But my, my biggest thing is I tell people to own it. My staff, own it. If you mess up, the greatest thing you can do is just say, uh-oh. That was my fault, and I promise it won't happen again. The worst thing you can do is to try to blame it on somebody else or try to fail to take responsibility. Uh, that's the worst thing you can do. So if we make a mistake, we try to own it. We try to make it right. And let me tell you, if that doesn't help, if we can't make it right, I, I you know. Well, we, we did what we could, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I've been to Big Chief, and I've wanted to go there for so long because I've been listening to your show, and I got down there last fall. And it is a beautiful campground situated on a gorgeous lake. And you guys have your own boat ramp. So I wondered, is this, is the, is it a campground that's focused for boaters? Or is it just for anyone who wants to like go and be by the lake and enjoy outdoors? Yes. <laughs> so the, the answer, the answer is, is both. Um, you know, coming from a TV fishing show uh, background, when, when I bought Big Chief, I, I thought, man, we're going to have so many fishermen here. It's just crazy. We're going to have fishermen everywhere. I was wrong about that big time. I'll bet you maybe maybe 5% of most of the people that come are fishermen. Maybe uh, another 10% are boaters. But the rest of the people are water lovers. They love being, you know, next to the water, go down to the water, watch the sunset. And they're, um, so they're not, not as many fishermen as I thought they were going to be. Well, give a shout out to your campground here. Give us a few stats. How many sites do you have? I know you have a gorgeous pool there, but give us your little elevator pitch on Big Chief. Okay, Big Chief is, uh, we're, if you look at a map of Texas, we're almost in the center of Texas. If you find Austin, go to the west about an hour, not quite an hour. We're on a lake called Lake Buchanan which is part of the Colorado Lake, uh, Colorado River chain of lakes. This is the largest of the lakes, and we're kind of at the top of the chain of lakes. And it flow, the Colorado River flows through Lake McCannon and then winds, it way, winds its way down south through uh, Marble Falls and then through Austin, and eventually it comes out in the Gulf of Mex Mexico. But um, Big Chief has got 72 sites, 10 cabins, 
a very nice swimming pool. I say that we're not the biggest, we're not the best, but we're the best that we can be, and we're trying to get better all the time, and most people kind of like it. And, and I'm so proud, Janine, that the girl campers are coming this fall. I, I just can't tell you how proud I am, how excited I am to see you again and all your adoring fans will be with you. Well, I don't know about the adoring fans part, but I cannot wait to get back down to Texas. Um, we had so much fun down there with Kate Dunbar. It was a great place to film things. And I'll tell you, what I love about Big Chief is those sunsets. Sitting out there by the lake and watching that sun go down, there's just something that takes every ounce of anxiety out of your body when you watch that. So I'm thrilled to be coming down there again. And I got to say, Alan, you, you're, you're a person always in motion. <laughs> like You're always texting me with an idea or a fun thing. You must have stuff coming up. Tell us what's on your agenda. What is new and exciting? I know you're doing all kinds of new things with the show, including Ask Girl Camper a Question. So yes. what else is going on there? We, I, I wish, wish I could be specific, Janine, uh, and I'm not trying to be vague, but there's so many things. Technology has made it, um, uh, it, it's made it possible for me to do a show for my little cabin, which, is, you know, just a few years ago, I wasn't able to do that. Um, we, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build my network uh, of really top quality people like yourself, like hopefully Mark Polk. That people that that are, are highly respected, uh, Mark and Julie Bennett with RV Love and Chuck Woodbury, and uh, I, I've got many many people kind of in my stable, if you will, of uh, experts that I can go to. But uh, we're trying to communicate and connect those experts with the public, and at the same time, uh, I am working on this thing uh, called Camper Class, and it's sort of a, I guess, similar to what your Camper College is. But the dealers that I represent, I don't represent a lot of them. But if I'm going to represent a dealer, I want the dealer to promise me once a month that they will give a free educational class that has nothing to do with sales. But it's truly just education and trying to help people, no matter where they bought an RV, if they haven't bought an RV yet. And so if they want to hire the RV wingman to pitch them, and I'll pitch them, but they've got to give back more than they just sell, sell, sell. They've got to actually give. And I've got some really good people to do business with that believe in that connecting with the, with the public. And, uh, you know, camper class is something I think we're going to see more of. And that, that leads me to something else about the difference. People have said, well, why don't you do it online? And here's why. I don't believe that it's as effective online as it would be in person. Yes, more people will watch a video, but when you're watching it, uh, a video, you're not as into it as if you were in a, 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 a live eyeball-to-eyeball -eyeball setting. I agree you with you completely. There is no substitute for the hands-on. And I have never approached an RV dealership and said, would you help me host a class and had them say no. Most RV dealerships are happy to help you do that. They don't want it on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m., but if you're willing to go over there on a weeknight, I find that most really good RV dealerships are happy to help. And, and when you make it really, I make it very clear that, that uh, I will help you as long as you help them, them meaning the consumer. And I, I 
Like you want them. Help us. We will help you on the radio show. Drive people to your dealership. But the first time we hear somebody call out and go, man, they're only doing instructor sales. That's, I, I can't do that. And I understand sales is part of, of that's why they're in business. But I really want the communication with the customer at a grassroots level to build confidence because I want, when somebody starts RVing, I don't want them to own an RV for three or four years and say, well, we're going to try something else. I want them to remain RVers for life. And to do that, you have to get them started in the right way. You have to give them that base foundation, that, that level of confidence, the opportunity to make those memories. And once you've lit that fuse, so to speak, I believe that most people will buy three, four, five RVs throughout their life, and they'll pass it on to their children and to their family members. And, uh, and it's a good thing for the industry. It's a good thing for our culture. And it's what our country needs. Yeah. Well, Alan, you certainly are helping people do that. Please tell everybody where they can find you when your show is on Wednesday nights, but you also air on a radio show. So tell everybody where to find you and how to follow you. All right, thank you. The, the RV Show USA is a syndicated radio program. So once a week, uh, runs on Saturdays and Sundays across the Salem Radio uh, Network. Uh, depends on where you are, uh, where what station runs it, and at what time. It's a one-hour weekend show, like I said, on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, we do a weekly live stream that is uh, Wednesday starting at 7 p.m. Central Time, and it streams from our both our Facebook page and our YouTube channel simultaneously and connected through the RV Show USA Facebook page. We've got about 40 different um, camping and RVing groups around the country. So, example, Florida RV camping, Texas RV camping, uh, Pennsylvania RV camping, and so forth, that the show is uh, syndicated uh, simultaneously. The live stream goes into all those groups all at the same time and on YouTube as well. And that's Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for all you do for our viewers and for campers. And I am so looking forward to all the things you and I have going on. We're going to be recording some Ask Girl Camper question because I get all these questions. So we're going to be answering them on your show. And I'm having such a blast working with you. Yes, ma'am. It goes the other way as well. I mean, I just love you, Janine. I think what you do for this industry, what you do, you're so humble. You're so, um, and, and I, look, look, you are one of the, one of the brightest, uh, most encouraging, most helpful, approachable people, and you're humble. And I think that it's a, it's a magical package, and that's what makes Girl Camper so special. You give everyone else the credit. And, and you're just a magnet. I wish you nothing but the best. I can't wait to see you in October and to work with you between now and then and thereafter. So thank you for having me as your We're going to have some fun. Yes, thank you, Alan. Now, it's gorgeous down there in Texas, and your campgrounds are open, so get out there and enjoy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. Adios. Happy trails to you, my friend. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank Alan for coming on the show and for all his generosity and support to the whole girl camping movement. He's such a great cheerleader for us. And I can't wait to get back down to Big Chief and just sit on that beautiful shore and watch that sunset. I'd also like to thank our friends at Bankston Motorhomes. Bankston has six locations in the Southeast in Alabama and Tennessee. 
They are a number one Best in Business award winner that's been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. They're one of those wonderful family-owned businesses, third-generation RV dealership. So whether you're looking for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel trailer, Bankston has something for you. And they have so many of our girl camper favorites that Winnebago Travato a dream class B that I personally love so much. The Vintage Cruiser by Gulfstream. All the charm and nostalgia and none of the renovation hassles. And of course, the biggest selling lightweight towable in the whole industry, the R-Pod. Of course, they sell my favorite, the Max, with 3,140 pounds of dry weight and 37 square feet of exterior and 57 square feet of interior storage. There's literally something for everyone there. When those new models are coming in now, they've got to get rid of their old ones. So go over to bankstonmotorhomes.com and do a little virtual shopping and then call them up and see what kind of deals they're making. You can also get to Bankston's by just going to girlcamper.com and clicking on their link right there on our homepage. Thank you, Bankston, for coming on board and helping Girl Campers. Thank you, Campco, Go RVing, General RV with 13 locations across the country, and Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia. That's a wrap, everyone. Have a good week. Happy trails.